0: Jess Messen Broadcast is hosted by Jess Fole, a visual artist from Baltimore, Maryland. Jess invites those who've inspired her to recount their tales of becoming professional artists and creators. Through sharing memories and stories, Jess and her guests relive experiences, discuss new projects, and foster new ideas, all while making sense of this crazy pop culture world we live in. Tune in weekly for a variety of guests ranging from musicians, designers, artists, and entrepreneurs who are actively creating the world around us. And now, it's time
1: for Jess Messen broadcast with Jess Fole. What's up, everybody? This is Jess Full coming to you live from Jess Messon's studio here in Baltimore, Maryland on Lions Radio Network on Blog Talk Radio and iHeart Radio. I am here today celebrating my one-year anniversary of my radio broadcast with one of my fearless leaders, Robbie Taycac of the Goo Goo Dolls, founding member bassist of the Goo Goo Dolls and vocalist, owner of GCR Audio Recording Studio in Buffalo, founder of Good Caramel Records, and founder-proprietor of Music is Art, which is the organization I'm involved with. Robbie, hello. How are you?
0: I'm doing great, great. Nice to talk to you, Jess.
1: Good to talk to you, too, bud. Robbie's joining us from, I don't know, he said somewhere in New York. They just played Jones uh, Beach last last night, you said?
0: Yeah, I'm in Garden Garden City, New York today on on a day off.
1: I hope it's as beautiful as it sounds.
0: (laughs) Oh, it's gorgeous.
1: (laughs) Awesome. So tell us a little bit about what you're up to right now. I mean, uh, fan base in general is very familiar with the Goo Goo Dolls. Countless Billboard 100 hits. Um, You know, huge history back in the 90s and 2000s. Currently out promoting and touring their new album called Miracle Pill. So, give us a little background on this new music, on this tour, and kind of where you guys are musically at this point in your career.
0: Yeah, we well, you know, we're 30-some years in now, 13th album coming out soon, uh, currently on tour with Train and guy named Alan Stone. Love and Alan we've been on Stone. This, Yeah, amazing, and we've been on that tour for about probably eight weeks now something like that and i think there's another two left maybe even longer maybe 10 weeks uh and uh yeah and uh, after that we're gonna head over to south america and do um rock in rio and then we're gonna do a bunch of stadium shows with bon jovi and uh in in, in uh brazil and peru and uh and then after that, this fall, we head out on our, uh, on a headline tour for, to uh, support the Miracle Pill record. So it's going to be a busy, uh, year for us.
1: Sounds like it. Describe to us what Miracle Pill kind of represents as far as, well, in your, in, you know, what you're, how you're feeling about it.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, it's our, it's our 13th studio record. Like I said, um, you know, uh, we've been, uh making records a little differently lately we've been going in with a few producers and um, kind of tackling it a few songs at a time instead of going in and trying to do the whole thing in 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 in, in one quick uh blast so uh, I think it's kind of made a pretty creative process for us, you know uh, we're not burning people out we're not burning ourselves out on ideas and uh It all seems to come together at the end pretty well. And, uh, yeah, so uh, that'll be out September 13th, and um, the tour starts, uh, for that, starts in uh, October, I believe.
1: Okay, let's talk about Artist Burnout, because that's a good lead-in, because that's definitely something I want to get into with Robbie as far as this conversation goes. So Robbie is, you know, Spear has this great program in um, Western New York called Music is Our nonprofit organization that really focuses on musical education and providing um, musical programs to, you know, basically, and artistic programs to anyone interested in the Western New York area. And that's how I got involved with Robbie and Music is Art, and I've been so fortunate to have Robbie and the Music is Art team mentor me through the past, I think it's been seven years now, which... Yeah, yeah,
0: you. you've been coming a long time, man. It's been it's been, yeah. it's been great a great relationship.
1: Yeah, and it's, you know, it's been a lot of fun for me because I feel like I've grown up with you guys. We did the show last year at GCR, and you know, you definitely give me the freedom to express myself in what I'm going through at the time. And, um, you know, last year I had a situation where I was in something that was like kind of a, well, it was definitely like a fake mass shooting. And I was like Mm -hmm. totally encompassed by this whole concept. I mean, it ended up being, I was out at a big, um, music festival down in downtown Baltimore. Somebody let off fireworks in the amphitheater. Everybody went nuts. There was, you know, a complete stampede. People were hiding under things and pushing people over. I mean, it was complete and total madness. And, you know, we have had two situations yesterday where I'm assuming it was a similar experience with an obviously more terrifying outcome. And, you know, last year I really went into that creatively like really expressing myself with that and you know I was so fortunate that you guys allowed me to do that because it was helpful in understanding that. But you know, obviously we still have a huge problem there. And yeah, one of the things yeah. yeah, and one of the things I want to talk to you or is about kind of how do you work around, you know, the difficulties that you see in everyday life. Right. And as creators, I think it's part of our responsibility to educate um, our fan base and our communities through our art about what's going on. And sometimes that can be very exhausting and debilitating to the artist, to the vessel that's delivering the message. So give Mm -hmm. us, you know, kind of some feedback on how you work through those stages in creating that final product.
0: Well, I mean, I guess, I think for us, you know, I mean, in terms of Goudals, I think, um, you know, what goes on every day, you know, creeps. Yeah, you know, if you're if you're trying to do something that's true to your life and you know something that's true to your experiences, you know, you're writing from what you see every day. Um, so you know, all the all the craziness that goes on out there, you know, is going to shape your thoughts and ideas. You know, obviously, you know, this is a pretty divisive time we're all living in right now. Um, You know, there's, there's, there seems to be some pretty hard lines drawn, you know, between groups of people. And I think the most important thing we can do right now and the most responsible thing we can do right now is not point out these obvious differences. It's try to figure out what is there that these two groups have in common that we can at least like start working on some stuff that everybody yeah, like agrees unify. on? Yeah,
1: find a unity, like, like yeah, try to, try to and, yeah,
0: yeah, and then and then potentially, you know, that synergy, you know, is going to lead to fix some, you know, bigger disagreements and problems that 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 you know these two. <laughs> Warring factions here, you know, in the United States seem to have, and that's a heavy burden to carry around, man. You know, like like I was talking to my daughter this morning on the phone, and I said, "What are you doing?" And she was watching Elmo on, uh, you know, on, uh, you know, Sesame Street, and mm-hmm. I, I said, "You watch Sesame Street?" She said, "Yeah, yeah." There's been so so so, so many people. She said, "She's it. And she's like, yeah, there has been just so many people talking about guns, you know, and mm-hmm. obviously she's been seeing this on the news and she's been seeing it in the paper and
1: and just like that, you know, you know, alone, of a seven-year-old being so aware of that—it's like well, that's frightening I, yeah, that's itself. that's
0: what I was, yeah, that's what I was gonna say. It's like it—it it, it feels, it feels like it's I
1: don't know, mature, it's Like I don't you know,
0: she... th- yeah, there's a big problem, man. Like, <laughs> I think there's a problem that people don't even know yet, you know that. You know, it's just a general attitude problem. So I'm hoping somebody comes along, you know, who 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 people are willing to listen to just as a person not as a Republican or a Democrat and, uh, you know, make some kind of effect on people here because, like, uh, yeah, yeah, it's stressing people out, man, you know, and uh, I think, you know, it gets into your art. You know, it's going to make its way into your art. You know, if you resp- you know, if you like to write from that place, it's going to. But I think for my band, once that process is over, I think we mm-hmm. like to see people. I think we like to see people together in a room. Um, you know, celebrating those things that they do enjoy together.
1: Yeah, and I think one thing that the Goo Goo Dolls definitely do, and your other programs do, is like it kind of allows you to put. Kind of our everyday shit on the back burner, and you get to go and spend, you know, an evening in a positive place, which is what, you know, music and art is supposed to do. But also, there's the element that we're, if you're the kind of artist that's reflective of the times and all that good stuff, a good majority of our times right now are in a positive situation. So, one thing that I've been kind of struggling with is you know, kind of the, the, the kind of artist I want to be, and trying to figure out a way that I can be informative and have my pop art indicative of our culture, but also have it be uplifting and positive. Because really, that's the spectrum I want to be on. I want to remind people that it's not a shit show every day. Even, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. that you have that moment that you can take that break. I mean, that's what I feel like I'm here for. I'm not yeah, that
0: dark. I, 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 I get that.
1: But I feel like I've gotten kind of dark. I feel like especially like the past couple months, I've been like kind of low about it. And it's something that I've been struggling with, even as far as, you know, like making up my layout for my, you know, for what I'm going to do for you guys in September at the festival. It's just it hasn't come as like easily. And, you know, it's kind of concerning because I'm like, this is the first time that I'm really going through that. And, Mm -hmm. you know, um, I was just curious if you had any advice on how to, like, work through that for artists. Like, what do you have, like, a process that you're like, ah, I'm not feeling on my normal creative path or level or I'm not producing the way I normally would? What are some things I can change to bring that back? Yeah,
0: I think you got. I I mean, I think I think your creativity is going to lead you um, where it needs, where you need to be. Um, Mm -hmm. But I do think that you need to enable your creativity to get to those places. Um, You know, like taking more good and. well, we all have these emotions in us, you know, uh, you know, a creative person tends to channel those emotions into, into different things. But it, you know, it's a question of how you, you know, what your filter is, you know, how does your filter take these situations and like some people like these dark, horrible things are happening all around them. And, it makes it through their filter and it comes out the end all sunny because that's, what's lacking. You know what I mean? Like some people, some people see that darkness, it goes through their filter and it comes out just even darker and more skeptical, you know, Um, you know, and then that enters your art, you know, but I think the important thing is to keep creating, you know, and, you know, and keep having that outlet because man, I mean, it's therapeutic in a lot of ways, I think you know, to be able to get that stuff out, you know, and, and um, I think as long as you're creating and as long as you're moving forward, then, you know, you're doing something good.
1: Well, that was like my big focus too, because even on the days that I didn't feel like painting, I'm a huge advocate to paint every day. Chuck Tingley and I have talked about it, like paint every day, paint every day. If there's something that you can do, do it. And, um, you know I've been working through that and I've found ways like I started the new tie-dye paintings and stuff and to try to bring like some positivity into my space because I Mm. felt like I needed that only for me to keep producing work that I felt would make people feel good like I'm not I don't want to make people feel sadder than we already are. You know what I mean? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. You know, you know, I was never, (coughs) excuse me, I was never one to like, like schedule my, my uh, uh, writing and, and, you know, and, and my creativity. Like I was never that type. I was always Uh the type of person who would just wait around and wait for the muse to hit. And eventually it would hit, you know, and, and, and I would come up with something. And but it wasn't like a process for me for the very first time in my life i got up every morning i drove my daughter to school at eight and i went to the studio at nine and i worked for five hours every day just writing for a few hours and then i'd have an engineer come in and i'd record and you know i in the morning it's like you know you you have a chance to kind of sit there and you know like you know I'll watch the news for a minute and Write a bit, Ponder, read a reflect. little, yeah, yeah, and read a little. But the end result was, <laughs> you know, I usually had three, four songs before we went in the studio. The end result this time was I had like fifteen ideas, you know, that were pretty much ready to go, you know. Um, so those were all those emotions that I felt during that time. Like I got uh-huh. all that stuff out. I got all that stuff out. Now I could choose which ones I wanted people to hear.
1: Exactly.
0: Yeah. Yeah. See, now that process, I think can be applied to anything. You know, I think you just got to do it, man. Just do it. Like, don't scare yourself into doing nothing. Don't freak yourself out into, don't second guess yourself into doing nothing. You know, because if you're doing nothing, most certainly you're not going to do anything. You know, you're not going to do any good if you're doing nothing. Yeah. You know, yeah. yeah. And,
1: Well, I think, you know, it's funny that you say that because when I was feeling this way, I was like, you know, my main goal here is no matter how, even if I think this stuff is good or bad or whatever, I just have to keep painting and maybe it'll come together. And that was like about three months ago, I started this new street arty look, which I'm bringing to you guys in September. I've been studying really hard. And (laughs) I really have. I want to like play with all our spray can friends and you know, be as cool as them. Um, <laughs> I really do, man. I really do. Like that's like the as basic as I can put it. Like I want a can with those guys. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. We're got we got a we got a we got a big uh, b boy culture uh, scene going on this year too for the first time. So we haven't done that in a year. So there's gonna be a lot of that type of stuff there this year.
1: Yeah, I'm so excited, and I just like think it's so fun. Like how you know, the public art initiative that the Knox has taken on and what they've brought to Buffalo, and it's really excited that whole element of art, which is what I really identify with, and I think, you know, pop art and street art and that whole culture really cross over, so, like, you know, I yeah, love coming to Buffalo because yeah. it's really supported there, and I th- feel like yeah.
0: it's I travel it's full a lot. Obviously. Now. Yeah, I travel a lot, obviously, man, and it's amazing how many places are catching on to this idea. You know, the 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 amazing thing about public art is that like well, it's exactly what it is. It's it's public art. It makes people feel part of it, man. You know, like people feel part of the movement, you know, and people feel part of the creative flow and the creative wave that's kind of making its way through these cities, and, uh, yeah, and a buffalo is definitely learning from that, for sure, man. Uh, Hurdle Avenue right now has just dozens of murals, just dozens. Well, the of Hurdle Walls
1: program, yeah, like, that's so cool. Vinny's big part of that. I think, I don't know if he's leading it or what the deal is, because I haven't gotten the whole scoop, but, um, yeah, I mean, Philip Burke just did the big one of you guys, which is absolutely beautiful, and then the Knox has had, um, Cobra just was there, and uh Pantanay and Logan Hicks yeah. show you guys yeah that's, yeah that's they're bringing folks in.
0: in yeah they're doing local they're doing a lot of local stuff they're doing a lot of they're, they're bringing in you know uh, you know a renowned muralists you know from around the country uh, to come in and do stuff and you know yeah it's just, yeah it's just great to see you know and um, you know have you
1: seen have you seen that be like a shift? in Buffalo, since a lot of that has been going on. I mean, I know that's something that music and art has been, in a sense, spearheading with, you know, the free festival. So every September, so you guys know what we're talking about, music is art, which Robbie can tell us, you know, kind of the backbone of music and art, music is art, because it's very important. They um, throw a free festival first Saturday of September. This year it's at River Works. And so Robbie, tell us about Music as Art and also, and then I'll kind of like fill in what I think it's done Great. for Buffalo and for me. So yeah, we, uh, well,
0: yeah, it our first uh, festival was in 2002. Um, we had two stages. It was in uh, a park, in my parking lot outside my recording studio in Buffalo. And uh, To make a long story short, we were throwing it during a huge art festival that was thrown in Buffalo every year. Uh, that was mainly, um, uh, festival type artists, uh, of the time, like, uh, you know, a lot of oil. Traditional art festival, and, yeah. Yeah. It's yeah, yeah. a traditional arts and crafts festival, basically. But there were a hundred thousand people in my, in, in my neighborhood. So I put a couple of bands in my, in, in my, uh, uh, parking lot and, Actually, I put 35 bands in my parking lot, and I put yeah,
1: just a few, uh, man, just a few. Yeah, I and I that, you're like no, and then you're like oh, just kidding. It was like a full blown yeah. event. <laughs> yeah,
0: 35. Yeah, 35 bands, and we had uh, and I invited some of my freakier artist friends and stuff, and uh, we got a lot of pushback from the organization that was throwing the other festival, and it turned out that they had this festival had been going on for, you know, 60, 70 years, something like that. And then they had had a uh, moratorium put on businesses doing outside events during their, their, uh, uh, festival. Mm-hmm. So I, 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 it, it of course drove me even harder to, to book even more bands in my lot. And, but the local arts community really started to rally around, uh, the cause and, I felt an energy starting to build and from that energy I was living in Los Angeles at the time but I was coming home a lot and from that energy that I was feeling um, we started to develop some other programs instrument donation programs we've uh, put about probably half a million dollars worth of instruments in the schools and communities in the past 15 years we've put we've done uh, mentoring classes battle of the bands for kids and adults um, we have, uh, uh, jazz camps that we run. We have,
1: uh, yeah, Performance just, stuff, uh, opportunities. Yeah, for, yeah, just yeah. a
0: lot of cool things. Yeah. A lot of workshops. Um, if, if you go yeah. to music is you can, yeah. If you go to music is you can, you can get a kind of a clear picture of what, of, of what we're doing. But, you know, the whole idea for music is art when we started was just, um, you know, we wanted people to know that uh, there was this community of people who who were vibrant and uh, uh, excitable and ready to make things move. And, um, and even though we didn't have a lot of money in our city, 15 years ago, 17 years ago, Buffalo was not the city that it is today. Uh, it was pretty depressed back then, and all the arts programs were being cut. They still are, quite honestly. And yeah. and uh, and that's nationwide um, so, too.
1: It's like unbelievable. Yeah,
0: it's just it's and it's just unbelievable
1: it too to not to interrupt you, but to go back yeah. to like you know how we started off with you know kind of all the chaos that's going on, even with the school shootings and all that sort of stuff. That the programs that you're cutting are actually the therapeutic moments. It's like art class, recess, things like that are what, you know, democratize, like, the whole fear and kind of, like, bring a solstice to a day at school, and especially in the environment that we're in now. I mean, to get rid of those programs, I mean, it's really debilitating in well, so many funny. ways. It's, it's,
0: yeah, well, it's funny. It's it's exactly what I was talking about, about the bigger picture, It's like all those things, the arts programs, the music programs, like, like seeing these things disappear, you know, the extracurricular stuff, like these are the things that let people discover their similarities, you know, like these are the things that make people that, that make different people fall in love with little parts of each other, you know, and, and and Mm -hmm. those are the bridges and those are the bridges, excuse me, that bring these people together. And you know, I, I revert back to talking about Google dolls, You know, like that's what I hope's happening out there every night. You know, I know I know every single person out there doesn't have have my political and social point of views. I know that. You know, but I'm happy that they're out there, man. You know, and I'm happy that they're standing to you know shoulder to shoulder, you know, with their neighbors and you know, and like having a good time and celebrating something, you know, and participating in something together you know right. that 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 you know shows they're not that different from each
1: other. I agree. Totally. Yeah, I mean I think that's really like the major thing that we all have to kind of remember with one another that, you know, there there is a respect that's been lost on either side of the political spectrum and then there is you know, in actuality, that everyone can be harmonious together if you try, or if you're of that element. And I think when you remove some of, like you said, when you remove the programs or the structure that allows us to identify with each other, allows us to, you know, you know, kind of, in a sense, you know, find the likeness, as you said. Yeah then yeah. what you're doing, I mean, if you think about it basics, like you can be sitting in history class and you're learning about this stuff no matter how it's taught to you, and then you go home and whatever is being taught to you at home, you come back to school and you're on one side or the other. So if you yeah, remove, yeah. if you remove the programs that make things fun and bring people together, then no wonder it's parlaying into the greater good of, you know the environment in which we live i mean i don't think it's that hard to figure out really
0: yeah well you know i mean i think i think ignorance is is the culprit you know and 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 you know you can't <laughs> this is going to sound weird but you can't you can't blame some people for their ignorance man it was the way they were brought up man they don't know any other way but like i think this culture has a responsibility to try to overcome that systematic ignorance that happens, man. You know, I mean, people grow up not understanding other people and people are scared of things they don't understand, man. And so it's only natural that people are scared of people that they don't understand. And, and, you know, it's, it's, uh, I don't know. I, I guess it's just, you know, it's all about education, man. It's all about you know, uh, uh, just having a culture that's open enough to share ideas and, and, yeah. and such, but yeah, yeah. But I understand you know, that it's,
1: because, I mean, I grew up in a really conservative, you know, prep school environment here in Baltimore and, you know, that I wasn't raised conservatively, but I mean, that's what my education was That's where, you know, the kind of school I went to, I was taught by nuns, you know, so, That was the deal. But at home, that wasn't the situation. So when it was Mm -hmm. like, I want to get up and go to New York and, you know, my mom motivated me to do that. She supported that. And it wasn't until I went to New York and I was living in Brooklyn and, you know, I was just, you know, surrounded by everything that like I experienced and not that I wasn't aware. I was always aware when I was a kid, but like, I just, made friends and met people from all different cultures and all different environments and social classes and all this sort of stuff. And it was just so apparent to me, like how different it was. And when I moved back to Baltimore, I moved back to Baltimore and I didn't fall into my old graces. I experienced and looked for a whole new Baltimore and I saw my home entirely different than I differently than I ever yeah. did before and more grateful yeah. I could not be. You know what I mean? And so yeah, I understand that. Like <laughs> if you don't have the luxury or the opportunities to do those sort of things and really get out of your surroundings to experience and, you know, be educated in a different yeah. way. You really are you know, you, a product of your environment. And that is yeah you know, something to consider.
0: Yeah, and I, I think agree. we need to I be agree.
1: respectful of that on both sides, even as like a super liberal person. When I meet somebody that I don't necessarily agree with, you know, I don't, you know, go off the handle at them. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you right. know, it's like you, you work together and you somehow try to find the commonality there yeah, there. yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You know, you know, and it's tough sometimes, you, you know, I think you, you have your, uh, you know, I mean there's some pretty simple rules that 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 can't be broken in most people's lives, you know, and they see people right. around breaking them and it's and it's and it's uh you know, it's hard it's hard to imagine that you have any commonality with these people, you know, but nothing is going to get fixed unless you try to find it. You know, I exactly. mean and I under, and I understand that it's hard to imagine, you know. I mean, I you know, you know I grew up through the whole George Bush thing and you know, like Y- y- you know yeah oh my god the divisiveness in this country at that point but I think it's worse now you know like I mean I I think you know people have picked sides and um, yeah man it's time for like you know a kumbaya moment if you will in this country yeah we
1: gotta like hold hands around the globe again or something yeah together yeah so exactly. tell us what we can look forward to in September. What do you have um, going on for new- this festival coming up that's going to be a little new and different? And um, I think you grew the footprint a little bit again this year. So fill us in. Yeah.
0: Well, the festival's um, in three uh, uh, areas this year. It's in Riverworks, which is a, a uh, uh, show complex that holds about 3,000 people and uh, a couple of uh, uh, sports rinks and uh, mm-hmm. some agricultural ruins and uh, uh, and uh, some grounds within that ag- agricultural industrial ruins. They're grain elevators. Yeah. Uh, yeah and there's a mm-hmm. uh, river that cuts through the the uh, area with a park, with a green grass park with a band shell on the other side. And uh, we're over there as well. And uh, this year we're moving on to a new area uh, which is uh, a little bit uh, closer to, it's close to a drawbridge that has another couple of uh, uh, agro-industrial buildings on it and uh, we're going to have a couple of stages up there and some DJs down there and stuff so in total we have about 125 bands about 125 artists uh, actually way more than 125 bands probably got about 200 bands this year we have uh, DJs. We have uh, 100, uh, over a hundred displaying artists. We have poets. We have sculptors. Circus acts. Uh, we've got a huge hip hop uh, contingency this year. We got an expanded area with with uh, the break dancers and spray, you know and uh, t- you know and taggers and uh, all sorts of. Uh, uh, amazing stuff from that era we have uh on that side as well we have a jam band uh uh section that's being sponsored by a local uh uh, uh pipe shop called terrapin station and it's gonna be called terrapin village and they're gonna have a little uh like a shakedown street kind of situation Thank over you. there and they'll be bl- they'll be blowing glass and we have a little that's tonnival. what I love about
1: this festival so much is that there isn't one delegate of a genre in which you're trying to promote. It's all the art, it's all the music, and it's all the creativity. And that's what I think is so important to remind people about Music is Art. It's not about sounding like the Goo Goo Dolls, and it's not about you know creating art that is stereotypical or traditional. It's about making what you make and bringing your best work to the table and I just think that's so cool because I don't really know if there's another festival out there that is as cohesive as music is on yeah. that's, one re- well, that's one of the
0: reasons
1: that's one of the reasons yeah, why I, don't I look Yeah I think so forward I don't think there's anybody it who tries to put from it.
0: Yeah I don't think there's anybody who tries to put that it. that much stuff in such a small place you know I I always tell this story that art festival that I was talking about that, that that uh we set up next to. When I was a kid back in the you know, probably it's probably sixty nine I went there, sixty nine, seventy maybe. I went there with my parents. I can remember walking around and seeing like my first like hippies and like like, you know, Hare Krishna's you know, and, like, guys, mm-hmm. you know, like hanging around playing bongos, so like, big. on the street. And I just remember looking around going, wow, okay, man, there's more out there than I know. And, like, like now with the Internet and television, like, you can see all this stuff, man. But, like, nothing is going to impact the child, like, standing there actually seeing all this stuff happen, man. You know, and, like, you really got to shake someone hard in order to impress them. Now and so that's what we try to do, man. We just try to put as much stuff as possible. You can see a polka band, a death metal band, a jazz <laughs> band, a country band. So you know, you know, you know, and and a bunch and a bunch of anarchist knitters. You know, uh, <laughs> you know, hanging out like, 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 and that's you know in 40 minutes. You know, well, like, and it's, like,
1: and it's representative of exactly what we're talking about. It's like the synchronicity of bringing all people together because, you know, necessarily a conservative type of artist wouldn't be, you know, really involved with someone like the anarchist knitter necessarily, but at music is yeah. art, they are, and everyone gets along and we have a blast. And yeah, you know, hand in there's, hand, a, right? yeah there's a photo and I'm going to use it for promo for when we do the, when we do the show on Thursday, but in, that exactly describes what, or shows what you're describing in a photograph. When I did the flower box in front of the Albright Knox, mm-hmm. there's a photo that was taken, you know, actually by my mom on her iPhone, and she did a killer job. Like, there's no finger mm-hmm. in it or anything. I was like, wait a <laughs> <go>, minute, <Mom." laughs> but of um, a little girl holding hands with her parents, and they're walking ahead of her, kind of, like, dragging her along, like, kind of, like, hurry up in a very nice way. But she's yeah. looking back at me painting these, fla- like, massive flowers. Yeah. And she's just, like, you can tell by the look on her face that it's, like, what is this? What's going Like, it was, yeah. like, you can tell that it's the first time she saw something like that. And that was, yeah. like, my profile picture for the longest time not because I was in front of the Albright Knox, which I mean, who doesn't like that, but because of that little girl, <laughs> like that meant so yeah. much to me, you know, yeah. and that's really yeah. what, like I was that kid. I was that kid that saw creative people when I was younger. My mom promoted that. She was always like, go talk to them, go see what that's all about. And now yeah. here we are. And, yeah. you know, um, I'm just you know i'm gonna let you go because i know you're super busy You have a little time off today but i just so want you to know how much i appreciate you know all the leadership and guidance that you and music as art has given me and like the opportunities and stuff and how you supported me with the fundraiser at bonaventure wow. and all that good stuff i just i'm just having wow. so much fun and i'm learning so much and i just it really does matter to me it's made a difference
0: well wow. Well, we love you, man, and we love the you know that awesome Baltimore energy that you bring, man. You know we love it, man.
1: (laughs) Well, I just you know it's so mutual, and I look forward to the festival in September, and I will see you actually on Friday. The Goo Goo Dolls, with Train and Alan Stone, play Merryweather Pavilion. So for those of you who are. Yeah, you'll be there. I'll be there within our local listening audience. If you want to get some tickets, you can do so, and I'll be at the show, and we can all party down and, you know, revive some of the greatest hits and just have a really good time.
0: (laughs) Yeah, man. Miracle Pill. Miracle Pill out September 13th. Pick it up.
1: That's it. All right. For all That's of it. us here at Just and Broadcast, we've been talking to Robbie Taycac of the Goo Goo Dolls, and um, that'll do it for us here today. Robbie, thank you so much, and everybody have a great week, and happy one-year anniversary to Just and Broadcast. Thank <laughs> you. Happy <to> you.
0: anniversary, <laughs> kiddo. See you later. Thank
1: you. Bye. Okay, thank you, Donna Lyons and Lyons Radio Network from all of us here. Have a great day, and we will talk to you next week. Bye.